Have you ever hit rock bottom? Well, on today's podcast, we're here to tell you that's part of getting on the top. I'm Denzel Dion. I'm Ricky Thompson. And this is We, we Said What We, we said, said, only on Spotify. So what's up, Ricky? What's good? What's poppin'? Hello. Oh my God. Hello, hello, hello. New week, new week, new, new week. week. Second episode. This is I still know. so surreal. We're here. Amazing. We're in here. We're doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. Podcasting. Podcasting. As us podcasters do. I know. I'm so happy that like, this is something new for us. It's fun, you know, bonding. You're so <laughs> annoying. Okay, so Ricky, what's going on with you during the week? How do we feel? What's going on? This week it's been honestly amazing. I can't complain. What about you, bitch? It's been a lot of roller coasters. A lot of things have been happening. Mm-hmm. We've been busy, which is good. We've we love busy. busy. Mm-hmm. It, like it's a blessing to be busy in quarantine and to right. be still working during this. What's happening? So yes, a plus for that. Hello, hello. Speak it, babe. Speak it. Yes. It's now time for What's the Stitch, where we talk about the thing that's on our minds this week. What's living in our minds rent free, <laughs> which is failure. Oh, how we failed. How we failed. Let's go. What's failure to you? Oof. I think failure to me is just not... Wait, how have you failed? <laughs> okay, Oprah. My little rundown, little rendezvous with social media. When I think about failure, I just think of not completing the goals that I want to complete. And, you know, I have Virgo in me and, you know, we're very hardworking. So, uh, hello. I just really want to be like, you know, that person. So, I've had a moment in my life and I've never really shared this. I literally hit rock bottom, y'all. Like, I literally hit rock bottom. It was honestly awful. 2016, I came to LA, was on Vine or whatever, but I made... A lot of my money of going on tour. Like, I made a lot of money for touring. I made a lot of money with that, and I saved very well. Then when I came to L.A., I got caught up in the moment. Always get caught up. When you're, like, a small hometown boy, and you get money, and then you come out to L.A., it's like, oh, wow. Like, me and Denzel, we're going to Rodeo, dropping money. Money every week. Every week. Like, oh, my God, I got this. It's fine. Or this... This, I feel like this catchphrase... Got me fucked up. This is why. I'll make it back. So it's fine. I'll make it back. That was me. But <laughs> that, you, was you. that was me. But you know, if I spend, if I was to spend a check, I have to make that check that day. Period. Bitch, I'll be on my phone. I need to make the money back now. Else my heart will be beating. Yeah. I wish I was like that. I was like, you know what? It'll come back. Like, whatever. Then 2017, in the summertime, it was great. It was okay. I still had my show. I was on um, Foursome. Foursome. Love that. Series regular. Series regular, you know what I mean? Main person, you know? <laughs> um, I was doing that. I, I was doing that ever since I moved to LA. So I was like, okay, I'm cool. But I don't know. Because, ew, as soon as... All of that had happened. I, one, found out we were shooting our last season. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's what I counted on every summer. I was like, oh, bitch, it's fine. It's make fine. It back. You make it back. I'll make it back. I was like, I mean, then he said, oh, yeah, this is our last season. I said, okay. So after that, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? But I said, I'm fine. I'm going to make it back. So then I think I'm at a transaction. They said, oh, there's no money in this account. <laughs> and I said, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Then when I messed around, I went on my bank account, and I went to my savings. I had spent everything. I think I had like a cute 
$70 in my savings. $70. I remember we went to the club tonight. And also, I kept this saying, y'all, because one thing about me is, if I'm going through it, you no, cannot see me that. Be- because what I feel like, I feel like people look at me and it's like, oh my God, like, we count on Ricky to make me happy. Ricky's not going through anything. He's just, you know, he's a bad bitch. I was going through it, bitch. I was really going okay, through that's it. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really was. I really didn't share with it or whatever, but I did, I kept it hidden. I was like, you know what, fine. I tried to keep up or whatever. And I remember one night, I just broke down to Denzel. I was like, Denzel, I'm literally broke, Denzel. I didn't believe you. I was like, Denzel, yes. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I said, Denzel, look at my bank account. I should $7 in my savings, zero in my checking. I wanted to die. I felt so bad. And the thing is, I was also very sad because I don't want to ask my mom for money because my mom has been raising me all this time. And I moved to LA, didn't go to college or whatever. So this is my, I'm responsible for this. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult. It's my fault that I'm over here in LA buying bags and shoes and buying everybody everything. Like we we'll go to a music park, I buy everybody their ticket. Or I mess around, I'll go on a date with a guy, I'm paying for everything. I don't have time for that. So when I hit rock bottom, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I remember, bitch. You told me. I remember. Yeah. It was the McDonald's night for me. You told me that I like Ricky. You're fucking lying. I will never forget this. This is when I knew I was like, Ricky, hit rock bottom. I remember that I had this $70 so I'm going to stretch this. So and I was so hungry one night. So I remember I was in my car and I would mean, you know, quarters and pennies are nothing to me. I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Just throw it in the car. I used it. I paid for a, a Happy Meal with my little quarters. And <laughs> you that told I was me. counting. You told me, you told me. I was going to count and change. I had never done, I had never paid with change before. And that day I was like, oh my God. Also, during a rough time period, my grandmother passed. So I was very close to her. Then after that winter time of 2017, my manager left me. My agency left me. I said, oh, Lord, what the fuck am I going to do now? We were both alone. With you, you are somebody who has been doing this for a while and been on their own. You've been your manager, your agent, whatever. Mm -hmm. I came out to LA and I had all that as soon as I touched down. So I'm all by myself. So I know nothing about business and you know. I know nothing. I don't even think about investments, no nothing. I'm just here. (laughs) (laughs) My bitch is just a talent. I'm just a talent. Like, I didn't know any of that. I mean, I was just, you know, I said, I'll make it back because I'm Ricky Thompson. So I was like, okay, it's fine. But no, Mm -mm -mm. no, it was not like that. So, you know, I went through a very rough time period and I was like, oh my God. And you told me to start taking Instagram very seriously. And I said, oh, fine. And once I hopped on Instagram, I thank you for that a lot because, bitch, now look at me, darling. I feel like that's when we took everything seriously. That's when we started doing our pranks. I'm like, bitch, it's fine. We can make, we, our pranks would go viral on mm-hmm. YouTube. We could get AdSense money. We could get this. We can get that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I went through something like that because that right there really did humble me. And now you know. And now I know. Because I had never felt like that. Because I feel like out of my career, thank God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've always been the bitch who has never died out. Has never. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say, oh, Ricky faded away, but I've never died out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always come back. So when that was happening to me, I said, oh my God, is this it for me? I'm about to move back home. I'm like, bitch, it's never it for you. Oh my God. I was so scared. But thankfully, thank God. Hello. You amen. Are, you do that a lot. You make it. I'm like, Ricky, bitch, it's so easy. You never know. I'm like, bitch, the material, bitch, it's there. You just need to keep going on. And Ricky be like, no, yeah. I'm not doing this. I'm like, bitch, just post. That's it. It, it. it is. It is. You're just, it's, when, he, when nothing is said of you, it's because you're not doing anything. It's not because you're doing something and you're failing. It's because you're not doing anything. Right. That's what I felt upset about. I was like, I'm not doing anything. anything. And I feel like I'm failing. I'm not completing my goals. Because I already said, you know, by age 25, I would have been in a big movie a and big show or a something. big show yeah. or something. I was in Forest and thank God for that was amazing. You know, coming here and getting a billboard, love but, that or yeah, whatever. But from that step, it's just like you want, what, yeah. what's next? What's the big I was like, what's next? I was wait. I was hoping that after that, I would have had like someone would have seen me and be like, oh my God, let's grab Ricky. Let's put him in this movie, this TV show. No. no. The phones were silent. No ringing. No emails. That's one sad thing. 
During that time, going from getting an email every day about something to not going anything, just getting ad emails. Oh, Ricky, you should try this new product. That was <laughs> that's, very sad. Me. <laughs> that was Me, sad. that's very sad. When I say, I'm like, damn, no business emails? No business emails. I'm like, is my email wrong? I yeah, no inquiries. None. No inquiries. I go to spam, all mail, nothing. Nothing. That was rough. That was. It was also rough because I would mess around. And this is before I got everything in direct deposit. It was all like, Sit checks, no checks, no nothing. I said, oh my God, Jesus Christ, Jesus. But I'm happy. I'm happy I went through it because I had never, ever been through a failure. I've never. And that right there was my most lowest failure, rock bottom moment of my whole entire life. life yeah. Wow. So when we talk about failure, failure for me is not elevating. Elevation. Me not going any farther. If I feel like I'm being stagnant, I feel like I failed. With that being said, this was around 2018. I was posting YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. 2017, they had hit. But in 2018, my videos, y'all, were not hitting at all. Like, my YouTube videos, that's when, like, the algorithm was changing. Like, late 2017, 2018. I was trying to get on every trend, trying to have my channel survive. This shit was just not working. So there was one day that I decided to do this video. And I'm like, you know, it's going to get so many views. It's going to do so well. I worked really hard on this to produce this original content. And, like, the tags and stuff were good. And it flopped. And I said, if this flopped, I'm done. It wasn't hitting. I was like, at 500K subscribers, y'all, getting 20K, 30K views. I used to pray to hit 50,000 views. Just 50,000. Just 50,000. 50, we're like, huh. When it hits 50,000, we're fine. And Instagram wasn't like how it is now. Now Instagram is used for everything. Everybody, you know, uses Instagram as a go-to. But back then, it was about the YouTube stuff. So at this time, my YouTube videos weren't hitting. And then, you know what? I had an agent just call me. was like, Denzel, yeah, your channel's been stagnant for a long time. And I'm like, well, yeah, bitch, you sit here and you film and you see how it does. Like, I'm trying my best to do everything. I'm trying new thumbnail ideas. I'm trying new tags, new descriptions. I'm trying everything I can and nothing happened for me. And that's when I felt like I failed. Mm. And then we had to part ways from each other. She was like, yeah, this is just not going to work. I'm like, it's not going to work because I don't want anybody who doesn't believe in me either. So I had no agent. I had no manager. Mm -hmm. And I was just alone. Which I'm pretty fine with being alone, but I feel like that gave me the drive that I needed. And I'm like, you know, I'm about to show these bitches. Who? Me? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's on. And then after that happened, I was like, damn, Dental, what the fuck do I do now? What do I do now? Mm-hmm. It's very hard to stay motivated and inspired when there's nothing in return. There's no feedback. Damn, bitch, I need to dislike the video. Show me that you're watching. Period. Something like that. Just something. Mm-hmm. So that's failure for me, not elevating. Me being stagnant, I don't know if it's the Capricorn to me, but if I'm at the same place for too long, Denzel, something's got to give, something needs to change. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember one day I just sat on there and I was like, you know, let me make this video. I really don't want to make this video. You know what video was? That really, it was my Coachella video. Oh, uh, and look. And look, it was my Coachella video. I was like, you know what? I've always, I always do best of worst. Let me try Coachella. And I did that Coachella video. <laughs> and woo! I was so excited. I'm like, people like, Denzel, you are so fucking funny. I'm like, finally, y'all bitches seen the work that I put in. Period. But no, it was a Coachella video for me. The Coachella video for me was really, it was good. I started something. It skyrocketed that career, babe. It did. It did. It did. Ooh. My YouTube channel that April. Broom, yeah. yeah. It just set the tone for my channel. It sure did. And we see, like, you know, ugh, hate to say it, but it needs to be said. After you did that, you were the blueprint to some of these movies. Oh, so. oh, obviously. I see a lot. Of, I mean, it's fine. I love to inspire. Mm-hmm. It's fine. 
But that's good for you, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yours are my thing. I'm like, if the savings account is not that number that I told you, I know. I'm moving back home. Exactly. You just say that. You just say <laughs> I that. I always say that. And I'm like, in the call, I'm like, oh my God, I'm bitch, like- you saw mine. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, I almost got to say that I feel like the main reason why also that we are so hard on ourselves and being in social media, y'all, we didn't go to college. We didn't go to college. <laughs> there is nothing to fall back on. <laughs> And I feel like that's risk taking. But for me, even if I wasn't doing social media, I never wanted to go to college. I remember when I was 10 and I told my mother, I don't want to go to college. There's just nothing I want to go to college. I didn't want to go either. I just want that degree. I want the degree because I just feel like it makes my parents, like, you know, I come from a Ghanaian family. My father calls me every day. He still wants me to be either an engineer or a doctor or a pilot. He wants me to be a pilot so bad. And I feel like, I, sometimes I do feel like I failed my mother and not my father. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like I do for my mother because my mother just wants her kids to go to school. My older brother didn't go to school. I didn't go to school. Yeah. School is not in our blood. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're creatives. Mm-hmm. It's just, I feel like both of us, we've came from places in our life that we just cannot go back to. We can't. Mm-mm. Not going back to Raleigh. I'm not going back to the Bronx. Even the most biggest people in the game have gone through struggles and gone through fears to get where they're at today. As for example, Steve Harvey, he was homeless before he landed his high profile gig, performing on Showtime. At Apollo in 1993. I remember this because I watched this on Facebook. I do watch Facebook. Okay, I see him on yeah. watch. And Steve Harvey was saying that he was trying to audition and get his spot in the show. And he had traveled to New York for, with his money. And he got the show and he was funny. He booked it. And he's Steve Harvey now. Wow. Like he said he had to struggle. Like I remember he said he had to take a bus from West Virginia to New York because a buddy called him and said that they have this opening because someone just fell out. Mm-hmm. He went there and everyone loved Steve Harvey. That's everything. So another celebrity failure story we have is the most iconic man ever, Will Smith. Okay, so before Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith was broke and in trouble with the IRS. Now, y'all, learning experience. If you are working, you must pay your taxes. The IRS will come for you. Period. Period. They will come knocking at your door, okay? So remember to pay your bills, babes. His 1988 hit song with DJ Jazzy Jeff, Parents Just Don't Understand, went triple platinum, but Smith was in financial trouble because he was living beyond his means and not paying his taxes. But it didn't stop him. You know, he said, failure actually helps you to recognize the areas where you need to evolve. So fail early, fail often, and fail forward. I love that quote. That's everything. Like that right there tells me like, okay, I shouldn't worry about what's going to happen next. I really just should keep my head up, you know, really work hard, really, really try to complete those goals I want to complete. So Will Smith, look at you now. One of the biggest actors in this industry today. And honestly, love you. So go off. Like he said, hey, babe. So fail early, fail often and fail forward. Wow. So I was reading this article. This was like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And Meryl Streep posted on Facebook and said that she was told that she was too ugly to act in King Kong. And she was 27. Gosh. Imagine telling Meryl Streep she's too ugly to be in your film. I know. Do y'all know? It's Meryl, Meryl Streep. Streep. I feel like Meryl Streep was a Meryl Streep back then. And that's what they said to her. Now look at her. Look at her. Thriving. She's literally like one of my icons. She's won three Emmys, nine Golden Globe Awards. Three Academy Awards. The, the list just goes on. The list just goes on. But that's just to tell you, success has no age. Just because you get rejected doesn't mean that's the end of your journey. And I feel like we have to tell that to ourselves because we're like, damn, we've auditioned for so stuff. You're so great. 
No callback. No callback. No nothing. You're so, hilarious. We love you. Okay. No, nothing. Nothing. So I saw her post that post on Facebook where she's like, she got no, they told her that she was ugly. Now she said, now I'm this old. I have this many Emmys, this many Oscars. That's a fucking flex. Yeah, it is. Stuff like that makes me be like, Denzel, you're perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. That wow! I love that story. I, now I'm thinking about. It, I love that story. That was a flag. That's what I want to do when I win my first like Oscar Emmy or whatever. I just want to you know shut bitches up just by doing that. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people don't take influencers seriously. No, which I do get why. I do get because there's some people in our industry who really just make it like look so fucking. Make it look stupid. like a joke. Make it, it look like joke. a fucking joke. And also, too, people. A lot of people think this job is easy. It's not easy. It's not at all. I'm trying to tell y'all the amount of, oof, tears I have shed in this career. Ooh, yo, yes. I've cried a lot. So after the break, it's time to get into story time. And this week, Denzel is going to talk about how he had an epic fail at this audition. Y'all don't miss this. A time to move on to story time. Now, y'all know we do our story time and just talk about our journey and our experiences of what we're talking about today. And today is failure, and this is how I failed in an audition. How do you feel in an audition? I had a callback at that. Oof. Well, let me take y'all down memory lane. Ooh. I would never forget this moment. I could see myself there right now, standing, looking helpless, looking stupid. Yeah, so everybody close your eyes. Let's and imagine your yourself with Denzel. So, Denzel, <laughs> get us in the moment. Okay. So, this is about a cute two and a half, three years ago. Um, This is when I was just going into acting classes and I was getting my foot in the acting door and really auditioning and getting auditions. And I got this audition. And I'm like, wow, this is like the part that I want so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I have to be prepared. So, I do my audition techniques like to remember a role, which is I write the script like 10 to 15 times until I can write the whole script without looking at the paper for reference. Hello. So, I'm writing it back and forth, writing it back and forth. I had just bought this book. I walked to CVS to go get this book got back home I'm like bitch it's time to write phone on airplane mode we going in because mm-hmm. I need to get this role it only gave me like a day and a half which is fine whatever cool I was like I really want it and I could see myself playing the character because I feel like when I get roles sometimes I'm like can I see myself playing this like do I really want to go in for this or do I just go to be seen mm-hmm. but this I felt it like I'm like you know what this I could so do this so I was very excited writing it back and forth back and forth back and forth and then the day of auditioning, it was time for me to go. I was so scared to go. I walk in the door and I'm like, you know, I got this. I look to my left and there I saw that human being. Miss Girl. Miss Girl. There's this human being that we always get the same auditions and this bitch always books it before me. Mm. So that already made me feel discouraged. And I was already like, every time, I, when I open the doors to go into like a casting place, when I see people pacing back and forth and people just waiting, I get very nervous. I'm very confident until I open that door and my heart was just beating very fast. My heart was pounding. Jumps out my chest. I'm sweating. Like, even my hands are sweating, writing the pen, like, taking the pen to write my name and sign in. And that's where I really freak out, too, because I sign in and I see who signed in to see who was a part of this. Mm-hmm. And then I see who's auditioning for who. Miss Guru. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're going for the same role again. All right, you know what? May the best woman win. <laughs> so I get called. But before I get called, I'm very nervous. I'm like, you know what? Deep breaths, deep breaths, deep breaths, deep breaths. Okay? And I go in after that person. I'm like, damn. Like, Denzel? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm walking so slow. And I'm walking <laughs> in, and you know what? 
I stutter the first time, second time. I'm like, Denzel, let me just breathe. Like, breathe. I'm not breathing. I'm rushing over my words. I talk very fast. And sometimes it's hard for me to dial back. Because sometimes, I, the reason why I started talking fast is because I'm tired of talking to people. I just try to say what I need to say and move. Yeah. That's sometimes <laughs> what I say sounds like gibberish. I just hate talking to people. I'm like, now leave. So, like, it was very hard for me. I was like, you know what, Denzel, deep breath. You want this. Like, this is your, was yours. It's meant for you. I did this audition and I feel like I did good. She was like, wow, that was amazing. I said, yes. I got back home. Two days, nothing. Then I got a call back. I said, my first call back? Oh, bitch, it is on. That means uh, they're looking at me. Okay, I'm pinpointed. This is like my first call back. I was and I got this call back. It was like, however, Denzel, we want to audition for the part that you audition for again, plus uh, three additional roles. Uh, uh. I said, excuse me? Yeah, three additional roles. So I'm auditioning for four people. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. I get these auditions. I'm like, what are these characters? Why do I have to read for this? I'm like, okay, in my mind, I'm like, you know, that means they really want me. They try to put me somewhere. Yeah. So let me be thankful. <laughs> I go in and audition. I'm already comfortable with the casting director. Love her. Already comfortable. I walk in, it's the directors, the producers, the executive producers. It's a whole gang. It's a whole squad. I have a whole audience just all looked at me seriously. No, You know they never smile. Never smile. Hi, how are you doing? Okay, take your stage. I did that, and I just, I did my first thing over again. Even I did it again, and I just fucked up because I was just so it's nervous. nervous yeah. I was just nervous because of all the people, you know, that was there. And I'm like, damn, all these eyes on me. Well, the first character that I initially was called in to do, I did okay. The second one, it was fine. The third one, at this point, I'm reading my words, I'm reading my lines, and the director says, just stop. <laughs> do you know how disrespectful that is? Oh, yes, babe. Well, I think we're fine now. I, oh. I said, oh. Yeah, I think we got it. I think we got it. Thank you. And I said, okay. I ripped up the papers and I don't write. <laughs> I ripped up the papers. I'm like, damn, Denzel, what a damn shame. And I'm just like, wow. Like, I failed. You failed. I felt like I failed in life. I said, damn, you, you, I got people laughing at me. Like, I'm a clown at a circus, and they're just pointing and laughing. That's how I felt. I just felt put on the scene and just so spotlighted. Like, damn, that they could at least let me finish. Right. He said, you're wasting my time. We've seen too many people, and you're definitely not it. That's it. And yeah. Oof. Yeah, huh? That's my little story for you. I hate that. I hate when you're, in a, when you're like in a room, and you see the director whispering. I mean, what are y'all talking about Speak while I'm about acting? It. Right. <laughs> oh, it's just little stuff, you know. It's rough. Yeah, rough. it's rough. But hey, it's the business. It's the show business. Hello. It's rough. It's rough. I hate when I mess and I prepare for a role. Like literally, I prepare for like two, two, three days. I write it down. I write it down. Write, write it down. Write it down. I go in, and I think one thing that hurts me when I go in prepared, I'm ready and ready to go. I'll do it right. Uh, can you change it? Can you change it? So y'all, look, cute little story time. All that got rebooted. And if you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the 90s. And you know I love acting. Skits, that's so easy for me. Got a call. I said, oh, yes. I went in and I auditioned for this, like, this piece, whatever. They wanted me to do it in a high-pitched, like, Mickey Mouse crazy voice. <laughs> when I did my monologue or whatever with that voice and I thought they were going to laugh, they were all silent, I knew I failed that day. That was awful. I felt sick, but... It was, you know, good because everybody on the show was like, what, 10? <laughs> 10. You would have looked like that. Yeah. Try to be young. The old one. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I had auditioned for this show and I prepared it this way. Mind you, I didn't even have a big part. My line was about a cute little seven to 10 lines. I'm like, whatever. It's a cute guest appearance. Mm-hmm. I was like practicing, practicing it this way. I'm like, okay, it's fine. I fit the look. This is like the only audition I ever fit the look. The auditions I be getting, Timmy 15. Well, 
Do I look like a Timmy? <laughs> Connor, 12 years old. My big ass walking in there as Connor, reading as Connor. But I went in and he was like, can you be more gangster? I want more thug, like more hood. I said, yeah. And I'm like, damn, when I did, he said, it's fine. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get that out of it. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like, damn, I feel like what we do, it deserves to like be showcased. It really no, does. It does in a will. We have fails, we have fails. However, the success is coming. It's coming. There, I there, can there's feel light it. at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel is right. There. I can see it. What I learned from that experience is that we all get no's. And however, we need to keep working towards the yes. And just because you got a no does not mean that that's the end for you. That's the end of the journey. I feel like it could keep continuing and going on. And yeah, not everyone's going to say yes. And take your no's, learn from it. I probably didn't do the best. And I feel like if someone says no to me, that means they don't see me in their project. And that's perfectly fine. And I just need to keep working better and working harder. And I'll book something. Period. That's it. Period. I feel like by us being Black creators... Oh, of course. Uh, babes. Uh, we, we have I, to go there. We have to. I mean, we have to. We have to have the conversation. Yeah. I feel like by us being Black creators, we do have to work the extra. We always have to do twice as much. We always have to. Like, followers really mean a lot to us. Because people don't see our growth because, like, I'll talk about this. For me, I remember I got a brand deal. This was, like, Q3 years ago. I got a brand deal. I had a million followers when I got that brand deal. Someone with a fourth of my following. I know who this is. Was Caucasian, got the same brand deal, and got paid three times as much mm -hmm. than I did. And mine got more activity, more impressions, more likes, more everything. And they got three times as much. So I was like, oh. Like, they didn't even know I had the same thing because I hadn't had posted yet. I said, oh, how much was this? This. I almost coughed. I was choked. <laughs> I said, bitch, excuse me, but you know, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I already signed a contract. And that, just little things like that. Yeah, it's frustrating. I think that's one thing that we experience a lot in social media that we think we fail is because, oh, we live in this world. We live in this world and I feel like the reason why sometimes we're held back is because we are black. Yeah, I've seen it so many times. I've seen, I'm like, it's what? what? I'm like, you got that? Oh, oh it I makes understand. sense. It makes sense. It really does. And it's something that in the beginning of my career, I didn't understand it. I was very frustrated. I was so angry. I just wanted to fight all the time. But now, honestly, I just, it just shows that I have to work extra harder. Uh, yeah, and that's why, for me, I said no to a lot of things. Because yeah. there's so many things like Denzel was good for a lot of people. Fuck the opportunity. Bring the check. Yeah, period. I, period. I'm, I'm tired of doing things to be in the like to get an opportunity, and I do it. And then I see the next bitch doing the same thing and getting paid for the same thing. But however, for me, it's to build relationships. I'm Fuck tired. Fuck that. I Fuck cannot that. stand that phrase. Let's I, build a relationship. And I'm coming in for these meetings to build this relationship for what? For nothing to prevail, for nothing to happen. Right. I forgot what we were doing. I don't want to say it specifically. But it was like, oh, can you guys Uber there? We had to call our own, With our own Uber. Our own Ubers, and they have it. They're picking up bitches in black cars and SUVs. I said, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. At this point, I'm done. I was like, oh, really? Good thing I have a cute car because I'd rather just drive than be in an Uber. Period. You mess around wanting to take a black car, that black car be like $182. No reimbursement. No Sometimes we'll reimburse you. What, what, six months later? It's the principle. It's not even about the money being yeah. spent. It's just the principle of how like we get treated in this field. Hey, hey. All righty, you guys. Oh, my God. I, I think this is one of my favorite segments. What's your jam? Where we talk about the jam that we are jamming to this week. Artist, song, what is it? Me and Ricky are really feeling Don Toilevay. Don Toilevay. Absolutely. You know, eliminate. You know. And let me give you some little facts of Don Toliver, okay? He was born and raised in the area of Houston. He had no 
prior like musical experience. Um, he began releasing music in 2017. He released his first major label mixtape, Donnie Wambach, in 2018 of August. In March 2018, he signed to Atlantic Records. Hello. And rerunning entertainment. That's a lot for somebody who doesn't really make music and get a record deal that quick. Like, right? Like, oh my God. And he is best known for his singles, No Idea and After Party, from his debut studio album, Heaven or Hell, which gained popularity on the video sharing app TikTok. That is how I found out about Don Oliver. I found out about him because he was on Travis Scott's project. Yeah, he was, but that song, I was like, oh, who is this? Like, what? And honestly, Heaven or Hell is such a good album. Very good. Yeah, he's from Houston, and he just has a different sound in the game. He's I love just him. bringing in new sounds, new tunes, new looks, and just good vibes. Like, I love Lemonade. Mm-hmm. Lemonade is good. We love After Party. Mm-hmm. We love No Idea. Period. And it's just really sad that we really just can't go crazy in concerts. Because I know. I need to be there. Him at a concert would be it. Everything. Like, it, I, it. I play with my house like I'm in a concert, so just imagine it being out in the open, crazy. I know. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of hearing his songs on a speaker. I need to hear him like live. I need to be at a concert. As soon as when life goes back to normal, because it is, I'm going to a Don Tolliver concert. Will it ever be better? It will be. I feel like, you know... I like the positivity. It will, I have a great feeling. Like, you know, we've learned our lesson. We see what's been going down and now we, we can fix it. I we like can. the positivity. Pos- I'm, I'm a realist. Okay. But we're putting positive energy into this. Okay. Boo. So yeah, you guys. Don... <laughs> Tolliver, if you have not listened to him, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you should because he is like literally everything. So, Donnie, if you're listening, just not your biggest fan. Thanks. So, you guys, this is the episode wrap up. Oh, we hate this. We hate this. We hate this. But this week we have learned that, you know, hey, you got to fail to make it to the top because you guys, little funny story. We recorded this episode last week, but (laughs) we failed and forgot to put the card in the podcaster and we were literally recording nothing for two hours. But I will say we failed, but we did rise on top because I feel like this episode is a whole lot better. We're more comfortable. We were like more comfortable sharing what we went through and stuff like that. And honestly, it sounds pretty good. It was good the second time. It was very good. I I, I, I feel like the second time was better and clearer. Mm -hmm. We warmed up. We warmed up and really thought about our failures. Mm-hmm. We sure did. And you guys, uh, we just want you guys to know that it's okay to fail. Honestly, don't let it get you down. You'll be all right. Keep working hard. Keep your head up and keep doing you. This is We Said What We Said only on Spotify. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Said What We Said with me, Ricky Thompson. And me, Denzel Dion, is a Spotify original podcast. The show is executive produced by us. Thanks to our producers, Allison Johnson, Andrea Salenzi, Tiara Darnell. Michael Hardman edits the show. Executive producers from Spotify are Erica Clark and Gina Dalback. Special thanks to Robert Adler, Sarah Abondo, and Casey Simonson. Make sure to follow We Said What We Said only on Spotify. <laughs>